Today, I am going to talk about why the next president does not determine your future. Hi, my name is Shlomo Solson, teenage motivational speaker, author of the Teen Mental Health book, Never Fight Alone, and podcast interviewer. I've interviewed nearly 80 people from around the world on their struggles in life and how they were able to overcome them. My entire mission is to inspire you to build resiliency in your life, overcome your challenges, and help you write your underdog story. Before I begin, I want to apologize. There is construction going on next door. It's been going on all week. Uh, someone moved out of the condo and someone else is moving back in. And there's really nothing I can do if there's kind of like hammers going on in the background and noises. I really wanted to bring this message to you. So here we go. Before I even talk about the presidential election, I want to talk about when I was 22 years old. If you've been following me for quite some time, you already know the story. Summer 2013, I felt lost. I was pretty much playing the blame game. Now, what is the blame game? The blame game is when you are trying to blame everyone else but yourself. You're trying to blame the education system for not teaching you properly. You're trying to blame the government for taking away a lot of your money and paying higher taxes. You're taking away, you are playing the blame game on the education system for not paying you enough. You're playing the blame game for not having enough money, playing the blame game of your family for not having enough money to go to college. You're blaming everyone else but yourself. Actually, you shouldn't even blame yourself. You should just look at the situation and accept the situation that you're in and, that, and, and, and do something about that situation. But when you play the blame game, you let external environment take control of your emotions, your mindset, and your actions. And then you don't do anything because you just accept the fact that it is the way it is and then you cannot control it. And that's exactly what I did. I used to blame, uh, my GPA was below 3.0 and I used to blame the education system for really having classes that really don't matter in life. And they were making unnecessarily hard than it was. So I used to blame the education system. I used to blame the person that was in charge of helping me find internships and he couldn't help me find internships. So I blamed him. I used to blame my past relationship for not working out. I used to play the blame game for all the bullying. And that was the reason why my confidence was low. I used to blame my family for not having enough money to help me support me and my future dreams and endeavors. I used to just blame other people. And I used to be so bitter, even though I, I was still kind of positive, deep down inside, I was bitter. When I read this book, it's called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And this book, the first principle in the book is take 100% responsibility for your life. And now what does that mean? 100% responsibility means you look at outside circumstances and yes, you can't control certain things, but what you can control is what I talk about in each and every one of my speaking engagements when I speak virtually or in person at schools. 
I talk about you can't connect, you can't control the outside circumstances, but what you can't control is your mindset, how you view those circumstances, and the action you take from there. And so I took action. I stopped playing the blame game for my relationships, for not having enough money, for not doing well in school. And that last year in college, I got my best GPA in college while still being the busiest, having a couple of leadership positions. Then I decided I want to be a motivational speaker. And that kind of guided me towards having a purpose. I started learning skills I have never learned before. I started exponentially growing when I stopped blaming everyone else and took responsibility for my own life. And now let's talk about the president. When the president gets elected, whether you are a Joe Biden fan or a Trump fan, or you're not a fan of either of them, or you just don't care, whoever becomes president, I, I don't know, they haven't officially declared Joe Biden, but whoever becomes president, this is not like a political talk, this is a real talk. Whether it is Donald Trump or Joe Biden, whether your taxes are gonna be raised, whether healthcare system is still gonna be messed up, whether you're not getting paid enough or you're getting paid too little, the president, yes, has an important role to play in the development of the United States of America because he or she has lots of influence on what happens in the country, you know, job market could get better, stock market can get better, healthcare system, education system can get better. There are always group of individuals who benefit from each president, and there's always group of individuals who don't benefit from each president. Their lives get worse. And you have every right to be angry. You have every right to be angry if you're not a Trump supporter and Biden wins, or if you're not a Biden supporter and Trump wins, whoever it is, you have every right to be angry. But what you shouldn't be doing is staying angry and staying bitter. Because when you stay angry and you stay bitter, then you are wasting mental capacity where, where you can use your mind to think of ways to get out of a particular situation. When, when you stay angry, you are also wasting a lot of energy. Energy that could be used to take further action. So you're wasting mental capacity and you're wasting time that you could be taking action. Because why are you playing the waiting game? Why are you playing the blame game? There are other people in their life who weren't raised in circumstances or situations that were in their favor. And they're doing something about it every single day. And they're coming out and rising to the top. If you catch yourself playing the blame game, what can you do? Here's what you could do. Number one is make a list of everything you're not happy about in your life because of someone else or something else. Just make a list of everything that you can think of. And number two is out of that entire list, just pick top three. Because everything else, most of the things in that list is really not that important as you think it is. 
So top three things that you that that keeps you up at night that you are passionate about. Some out of the entire list, so if you made a list of maybe 50 or 20, just pick three. Three that's most important to you. And the third step you should be doing is making an action plan. Actually, no. Before that, I actually have five steps. So the third step is making a list based on those top three things of what you could do, things that you are in control over. So if, if you're an educator and you know we all know that educators are overworked and underpaid. So if you're a teacher and you're just not happy with your salary and you just hate how you're working extra hard, especially with the coronavirus going on and you have to clean the classrooms every, every class and it's really frustrating. The, the kids are not listening. So start making a list of what you can't control. Okay, you, you could control your attitude about the situation. Uh, if you're not getting paid enough, maybe you can start creating an online course and start selling it and start getting some extra income either to do that part-time or if you want to eventually go full-time doing online courses. That's what a lot of educators are doing nowadays to help you make more money to provide for your family. So th those are just things you could do. Maybe you're a high school student and you just don't have enough money to go to college. Your parents just don't have enough money and you don't fall in that age bracket or that income bracket where you could get grant money. So start making a list of what you could do. Obviously everyone controls your attitude. So that should be always on the list. What you can't control is going on different websites and applying for 10 scholarships every single day. What you can't control is getting a job and saving up. What you can control is maybe starting a side hustle to make some extra money. I, I know a lot of people, I've interviewed a lot of teenagers who've made six figures in high school when the parents don't have any money at all. They don't have any resources at all, but they took control. So that's the third step. Number four is based off what you wrote on what you can control, start making an action plan and start making goals. Okay, a year from now, where do you want to be? Do you want to make $30,000 extra? Do you want to make $40,000 extra? Do you just want to make an extra $1,000 a month? Where do you want to be? What is that goal? And what is it going to take for you? What do you have to do every single day or every week in order to accomplish that goal? And number five is take daily action. I hate it. I'm going to tell you, I hate it when people just sit around and say they want to do something. I've had a lot of people tell me, Shlomo, you're like one of the only people I know that said you were going to write a book and you actually went through with it. I, I, I hear a lot of people saying they're going to write a book and they actually never write a book or they start writing and they just completely stop. But you wrote it within 16 months. People talk, but the difference between you and that person who talks all the time is action. I'm not talking about just dabbling action. Like you're taking a little bit of action 
then taking a break, then taking a little bit of action and taking a break. No, I'm talking about a lot of action every single day because that is the only way you're going to see results. So if, if you're playing the blame game a lot and you're blaming the president for where you not want to be with your life, here's what you should be doing. Number one is making a list of all the things that's not going right in your life or the things that you're not happy about. Number two, uh, choose the top three things that you believe is the most important, the things that are keeping you up at night. Number three, make a list of everything based off of those three things that you can control. Number four, make a, a, a long-term goal, write it down, make an action plan. And number five, take daily action towards it every single day. Okay, the next president is elected. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, you're angry. But from here on out, allow yourself to be angry for the rest of your day. Reflect. But from here on out, stop talking smack about Donald Trump. Stop talking smack about Joe Biden. And take control of your life. Because in the end of the day, the only person that can get you from A to be is not the it's not the president it's not the economy it's not the stock market it's not your job itself it's only yourself only you have control of where you're going to be so continue on this journey of life remember resiliency is key and resiliency is not it's toughness it's not physical toughness it's mental toughness how much can you put up with and still keep going so continue to be resilient, continue to work hard, continue to have big goals, and continue to do the things that's going to help create a better version of yourself. Thank you for tuning in to uh, this video, to this podcast episode. If you haven't done so already and you want to learn more about my book, Never Fight Alone, the link is in the description. It's a compilation of 51 inspiring interviews on how people were able to overcome their struggles. It's tips for teenagers on how they can improve their mental health. If you're a school administrator or a conference organizer and you're interested in bringing me in to speak, go visit my website, www that's for more information. And until next time, peace.